Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome to Boot to the Face, episode 73. I am your host, Chris Rucker, with my partner, Marty Vasquez. You can find us on all your social media accounts or apps or whatever the fuck you young kids are saying nowadays at Boot to the Face or on the gram, as the kids say. The gram, Boot to the Face underscore. Uh, Follow Full Press at Full Press Radio and the wrestling version of full press at fpc underscore wrestling isn't that it i did that all off my head marty you proud of me i i get more proud of you and impressed by you every day brother oh what'd you do did you like sell our name to somebody or something that was way too that was way too nice <laughs> well that's what happens when you're riding your, your coattails you know what i'm saying <laughs> so fuck you josh fuck you jp Hey, look, they get a shout-out the first, like, minute and a half. Check that out. They said we don't ever talk about them. That was what the topic was on the well, Irish Whip podcast this week, <laughs> is that we don't ever talk about them. So we apologize. We will talk about you, you fuckers. I mean, if they put out episodes more than once every quarter, we'd definitely talk about them. Yeah, we can't promote them if they're not making content. Come on, man. You know we got you guys' backs. You guys have had ours since day one. Hookers? Hookers and Coke? I mean, we, I mean, we gotta get, talk about JP right now. Just, I mean, the fact we haven't seen Saucer on in a while. Oh man, I mean, what are we gonna do with Saucer not being on TV? He's probably in there, he's probably still out there crying because the fucking Patriots suck. Wow, that's a, what a way to start the episode this week. This has been boot to the face. We'll see you next. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marty, how was your week? Uh, it was a damn good week, man. I have no complaints. Um, saw a week work's been great. Days off were great. Uh, my last week of actually having days off for the next four months because my semester starts this week, so I have classes this semester. You're going to WrestleMania, though, for like I mean, 10 days. So what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I missed them, too. I missed in classes then. So, uh, <laughs> so they're not technically days <laughs> off. You're just not going. I'm just not going to class uh, <laughs> for, for three different days because it's Thursday, Friday, and then the following Thursday. So missing one class twice and one class once. Oh, that's uh, not bad. No, nah, that's not too bad. Uh, one, cl- uh, the uh, no, this week was cool, man. We started uh, Wednesday, so like my work week goes from Wednesday to Tuesday. So this is like the end of my week right now, um, or middle of my week actually. Um, but no, we went and did a a an escape room this week. Yeah, have you ever done one of those? I've always wanted to, dude. We, fucking was awesome. I've always wanted to, and I've always you know heard the great things about it. We did one, and it was like themed around the Zodiac Killer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know much about that. Yeah, but the shit was legit, man. Like it was pretty fucking cool. We got it. We gave us an hour, and we finished it with like eight minutes and forty five seconds left. Um, it was pretty damn cool. Those, uh, if you ever go get a chance to do one, definitely need to do one. Yeah, I, de- I uh... definitely have a group with you though, because you do need multiple people. You need some at least smart who can figure something out, and you need like a little midget or something small. Uh, we have a smaller midget. guy. He's like, I mean, he's like five foot two. 
uh, but he's the I, smallest out of all of us. And he was like, oh, you can fit in this box so that you can close the lid on you. We literally had to put him in a box and close the lid down. And he was the only one that was going to fit in that box. I wonder what that little boy that was uh, getting bullied over last week is doing when I go. You think he'll go with me? He's got enough money to fly over here after everybody sent him PayPal and shit like that. When And then he's like making it rain wearing Dolce and Cabana all over the internet. $300,000. Funded. Well, that you know, that that didn't go to him though. That went to Brad. Wilson. It was going to. No, no, so, no, no, no. So <clears throat> what Brad Wilson did was he made the GoFundMe to get them to come to Disneyland, but was going to pay once he got all their trip paid for. The rest of it was being donated to a bully fun, like uh, foundation organization. Ah. So he was only going to give them like pay for their trips and and everything out here, and then probably give them money to spend here, but the rest of it was being donated. Yeah, he people said, been. He people said been, that before it was given to him. People been fundraising for trips, you know, left and right this week. Um, fundraising? What are you talking about, man? All you gotta do is make a fucking comment, make a post. You don't even gotta fundraise. You just gotta say you want to go. I tell you what, if I ever get into the shape that I want to, I'm not wearing no clothes. I'm gonna see if I can go to LA for free next year. Other people get to go to WrestleMania without. That's. <laughs> It's going to be a show. I can see it already. Takeover. I knew it was going to be a show the second I said, let's go. And then you tell me, oh, wait, let me get a beer. And then you don't answer the call. I'm like, this month already, some bitch. Okay, here we go. I mean, full disclosure, my hands are dry. I had to go put lotion on. I was in the other room when you called. It wasn't anything like bad. I was just like, damn, I need some lotion. Or else I'm going to have to sit here for an hour with dry hands. And I hate having dry hands. I like my hands to be soft, like a woman I almost. I don't have to worry about that. My hands are always nice and soft and oiled up, so I don't, I don't get dry hands. Well, I don't know what the hell that means, but it just, anyway. it just means the obvious. It doesn't mean anything. There's no hidden freaking code there or nothing. That it's just stating a, a fact. Uh, I just thought you were saying you were beating off a lot or something. No, I'm not. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying. But the one thing I will say is that, <laughs> like, because, like, I got a beard oil and wax in my beard, and I'm always, like, stroking my beard and, like, you know, just fixing and organizing my beard. It keeps oil on my hand. So I'm that stroking. Like, keeps, keeps my hands, like, kind of coated, I guess. Gotcha. Speaking of beer, I poured an IPA. Uh, Scofflaw Dirty Beach is my favorite IPA. Do IPAs normally come with just, like, a lot of head in them? Like, as uh, soon as no. I open these beers up, like, it's just, like, seeping out the top. And I have to pour it very slowly against the side of the glass or else it'll just foam up. And then after about a minute or two, it all goes away. Well, that's how you're supposed to pour all beer. But, um, no, I don't I don't have that issue with most IPAs. I, I don't have the issues, like, IPA-specific. I think I have that consistently across the, the board. Um, but not often. But, yeah, I don't see it more often in, in IPAs than others. Well, I'm not a beer drinker, Mark. I actually find that, that there's more of a head on a beard when you like open a stout or something like that and not so much an IPA. No, this one that I'm doing, like as soon as I open the can, like it's it's on its way out and I got I gotta be standing over the sink or else I'm gonna spill some of it. And once like I said, once I get it into the glass, it's controllable, but yeah, anyway. I just heard out, I found out last night that one of my favorite like um breweries out here, um they're opening up uh a location down like like five minutes from my store. Um, I'm like, oh snap! I know I'll be going after work. Hot damn! So on the show today, we got reactions from Takeover. We got some rumors going on. 
obviously we'll talk about the stuff that happened this week in pro wrestling and then we're going to talk about super showdown and aew revolution coming up which to my knowledge only has four matches announced right now so we'll kind of predict uh we'll predict for sure aew revolution and we'll touch on super showdown because let's be honest nobody's gonna fucking watch it so (laughs) i don't know about you but i'll be watching that shit are you really yeah well one i'm off on thursday uh, and two, the card, the actual card doesn't look too bad. The card looks pretty decent. Um, it actually looks better than some of the pay-per-views have been over the last, uh, few months. But one thing I will say is like, I feel like these Saudi shows are getting better and better as far as who they're getting and putting on it and the matches they're getting. Before it was just a giant, just giant fuck fest and whoever's name they could throw out there and getting everybody there. And now they're becoming more of like, even though it's a house show. Because it's a smaller event, um, you're still get, you're getting more or, or at least better quality matches a lineup rather than just throwing random people in matches to have them over there. I mean, I don't I don't like it just because for one, you're putting on like you got Shawn Michaels coming back out of retirement. Like he's that was retired. one time. That was one okay, time. But, but hear me out. You got Shawn Michaels coming back, and it's on a Thursday at twelve o'clock in the evening over here. And they, they promoted it as being bigger than WrestleMania. Hey, fuckface. WrestleMania is your Super Bowl. How's it going to be bigger than WrestleMania? You don't hear the NFL going and playing in Mexico City and like, this is bigger than the Super Bowl. No, this is fucking Monday night football. Well, they That's were talking. This year they did act like the, the matchup in Mexico was the biggest thing ever this year. Yeah, but they was, weren't. But they had to. They weren't literally saying this is bigger than the Super Bowl. WWE was saying this is bigger than WrestleMania. Well, guess who can't go to WrestleMania? Your fucking local fan base that got you a billion-dollar contract. Cocksucker. Get me started with that shit. Fuck Saudi Arabia. <laughs> but it is cool that all the uh, people over there that don't get to see the wrestlers do get to. I mean, the government itself sucks, but I like I do like seeing like the faces of the kids and shit that don't get... Because they didn't do anything wrong. And they get to see some of the people that they like for the first time. So I mean, you know what? I take the good with the bad, I guess. Fuck them. Because here we are sitting in these tiny ass seats, fucking elbow to elbow, and these motherfuckers are sitting there, lazy boys, watching that shit. The fuck. (laughs) You don't see how comfortable they're gonna get when Bailey and Naomi come out there. They ain't gonna be ready for that. (laughs) No, they're not. (laughs) All their seats gonna be sticky. (laughs) <laughs> the prince gonna be like this is why we don't let women work over here oh shit so yeah I'll be going uh, you know what this is gonna be a better mask than the first women's mask they had out there yeah yeah probably even not probably it will it. be even though Bailey's in it I've liked Bailey the last couple we'll talk about that later uh, let's get the takeover reaction Marty. what was your take on takeover I thought this was one of the the better ones I shouldn't say that they had in a while because they're fucking all good. But <laughs> it didn't seem like this one was, had as much momentum going into it to me anyway. And it fucking delivered. Uh, well, I feel like when you come to the, the takeover, the... Yeah, I mean, the, the build-up... Every story that was going on has been built up for months now. And that was the great thing. It wasn't something that was thrown together. There was no... The hype for the pay-per-view was very, was very low-built. And, and not very out there until like the week and two before, but the every match on the card has like months behind it, 
and that's what was awesome about this match, about this card. There, and there were some solid and great matches on there. Uh, as far as picks go, I did pick Ben more wins than you did. Uh, but either way, it was it was a damn. I thought it was a damn good card, man. How'd you pick more? It was only five matches. I picked three right. You picked two. I'm, I picked four right, and you picked three. Oh, because I picked I picked Rhea to win, and you picked a no contest. Ah, yeah, okay. Well, in the end, I think what I said was going to happen end, is going to happen. It doesn't really matter. That's a good song. Yeah. They used to play that when I used to frequent the uh, shoe modeling facilities in Atlanta. What? You were a shoe model? No, I used to go see shoe models. They would dance while they were modeling the shoes. Don't tell me you're one of these freaky bastards who ask people for their feet pictures. No. Okay, good. Definitely say. Hey, hi. Let's say. (laughs) Boots to the face looking for another co host. (laughs) <laughs> More like stiletto to the face of the new title of the show. <laughs> Who was your star of the night for Takeover? I'll tell you mine if you don't have one yet. I know I'm springing this on you. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have one. I don't, I didn't really think about that. I thought Tegan Knox probably looked better than she's looked the entire time she's been on the NXT brand. Like she finally stood out by herself. Without Dakota Kai with her, without the May Young behind her, without getting injured, and just went out and put on a good match. And Dakota Kai did a good a good job as well. But I thought for the first time, Tegan Knox looked like a babyface superstar. <clears throat> yeah, and the one thing about that is like like I just said a moment ago, they've been building her up for that moment since Survivor yep. Series weekend. Yep. You know, since War Games, they have built her up that way, and it that's when that's one of those things. When WWE does things right, shit fucking pays off. They don't realize that. When they fucking try to shove it in her face or interject it quickly or make it or wrap it up a little bit, but it's like, let this shit slow cook and that'll be a payoff at the end that fucking counts. And it did. And it's doing it for her right now. You know, the sad thing is the main roster part of WWE, they can't like pick the happy medium. They either rush it, or they do like Roman versus Corbin seventy four at Super Showdown. Right. Like, I mean, look at the two biggest names on when you look at it. Like over the last five years, Charlotte Flair and Roman Reigns. And right now we get we we continue get Roman versus Corbin or Roman versus Bra or Braun. And we haven't seen that one in a while, but it's definitely been Roman versus Braun or Corbin and Charlotte versus Becky. And that yep. that's what that's their go to. It's like oh we don't we don't we need to fill a gap. Uh. Roman versus Corbin. We're good. Just throw that in there. Well, since you brought her up, let's talk about your girl, Charlotte. Let's she'll talk be on, about Charlotte. She'll be on NXT this week. She was called out on last week's NXT by <laughs> Bianca Belair, who said, quote, I'm going to whoop that ass. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> and I believed her. I so. cannot wait. I hope she does beat that ass. Like, obviously, like she's going to win. Because they're going to send her to WrestleMania because they know that right now, even though they go back a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how they wanted Tony Storm to be the next big thing. And then Rhea Ripley's the one that ran with it. And so that you can tell that they went that direction. Did she run with it though? Hold on. I'm not, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. But then Bianca pops up and Bianca has been on a tear since war games and survivor series 
and coming through and Royal Rumble. Uh, and now she's the name that everybody wants to see and wants to get behind. So you have to, if you're going to have the NXT Championship at Royal, at WrestleMania and you're going to have the biggest names in the NXT there, I think Bianca, not just by default, but by um, just by earning it and deserving it, she, she should be in that match. And I think that's why we're going to get her to beat Charlotte this week. And I also, here's the thing. I, I, I know I'm getting ahead of myself here. I don't want to see a triple threat match at WrestleMania because we just saw it last year with Charlotte Flair in it as well. But I think we're going to get Bianca in it, and I think we get Bianca, and I think Bianca pins Charlotte, and that's how she wins, and then that continues the story for her and Rhea Ripley. (laughs) So Charlotte loses the triple threat main event last year, and she's like, well, I'll just go fight a triple threat in NXT. I know I can beat them. And then she doesn't just lose. She gets pinned. So what is she going to do now? Go to AEW? Like, what's the next step? Performance center? <laughs> Back to bed. She's going to start out with Simone, who we didn't even talk about last <laughs> I know. Week. How did we not, how'd you not bring that up? I fucking had that in the notes. And I'm like, this motherfucker didn't want to talk about The Rock? You I didn't missed want to talk it. about Simone? Like, damn, even, all right, my bad. They even put a video out of The Rock going to the performance center. And just like, just seeing him in the ring, man, just makes you want, like, come on, Rock. I'm gonna be in Tampa. You live in well, you live in Atlanta now. You can ride with me if you want. Like, if you don't want to take your private jet down there, we got room in the Ford Fusion. You can sit in the back while me and Leanne drive and listen to Cavino and Rich on the way down there. I'll I'll drive you. I don't even need backstage passes. Just go wrestle. Go wrestle somebody. Go wrestle Roman. Nobody wants to see Roman in the Fiend. We want to see Roman in the Rock. Yes, we do. The Usos turning on them. Oh, heel faction. Oh. With Roman and the Usos declaring that they're the best version of Samoans in the past 50 years of wrestling. Do, do you imagine how sh- that shit would go off if they just came out and said, we are Samoans, we are the Samoan dynasty? Even though even though Daddy Rikishi over there is branded Samoan dynasty right now with everybody else in the family, and they just come out and say, we're the fucking dynasty. We're the Samoans that matter. Everyone asks, Haku... Wild Samoans, they go back, High Chief Maivia, like, hey, Rocky, y'all ain't shit. Simone can stay in the Performance Center because she ain't making it. And just No, boom. bring her up and let her join, too. Well, here's the thing. She's going to come up. She's going to come up. When she gets called up, it'll be because she's going to come and, and Nia Jax is going to be turned. She's going to win a championship. Simone's going to come out, and she's going to turn. Her first day, she's going to turn on on Nia Jax and be a heel from day one. Man, she looks just like The Rock. I mean, that apple did not fall. They didn't even fall all the way off the damn tree. Like, she is a, there is no, no Maury Povich needed for that one. Like, that is his daughter. I mean, not only that, but like, look at her jeans, man. You got her and you got his wife or his ex-wife. Like, her mom, she's fucking built, man. She's got that blood coming through from both sides. And it, yep. she's she's going to be a star one day. And like just listening to her in that video, uh, you can tell she's not somebody who's talking about entitlement. Uh, obviously, she's getting through the door because of her name, but she's not going to be one. I don't feel that's going to be using her name to really get by. She's going to do it a little bit. Obviously, she's the Rock's daughter, and it's going to be brought up a million times because even if she didn't want to come out that way, you know that they're going to be mentioning it forty five times per broadcast. Yeah, she's going to call herself the Pebble. Simone the Pebble Johnson. I can see it now. 
<laughs> anyway, so Charlotte, your girl, you don't you didn't like her promo on Raw, did you? I did not. Not one bit. Why? I you know, <clears throat> I thought what she what she said was good. It's she just, just that, the way she delivers it. She talks. Yeah. In. It's just it's it's always like this. No matter what. She and, talks and then she starts like talking this. about entitlement and how people are entitled and people get this for that I like because that part of, of it. Yeah. Does she not realize she gets all that because of her fucking entitlement? That's why I liked it because she's the delusional queen that is going against what she's actually taking advantage of. It's like Jericho a couple weeks ago when he's like, what kind of sicko would stab somebody in the eye with a foreign object? Like, it's the same damn thing. That's why I liked it. You just didn't like because you don't like Charlotte and you can't separate the two. You can't no. give somebody credit when you don't like them. And you That's not true. That about That's yourself. not true. Because I've come on here and at the Royal Rumble, I fucking praised Brock Lesnar. I did. Well, you like Brock Lesnar. I hate fucking... <laughs> Come on, Marty. Let's be real here. It's just us talking. Nobody's listening. You like Brock Lesnar. You've come around. Just like I've come around on Orange Cassidy, you've come around on Brock Lesnar. I hate you right now. For multiple comments. You, de- you, you delete that shit right now. Delete what? Orange I fucking bringing up Orange Cassidy. Man, Orange Cassidy got sad. one of the biggest reactions of the night when I was I at the it. show the other day. That dude is over. <laughs> and he hadn't done shit. He is over. That's why fans are fickle as fuck. The dude hasn't done shit, and he's over. Hey, man, he makes me laugh every time I see him. I don't know what to tell you, Marty. You're just going to have to get over it. I want to see him wrestle. I want. I actually thought about this weekend going back and like trying to find some matches with him, but I don't want to. Good I luck. want to wait until he wrestles in AEW, and I want to see him in a match because everybody says he's got the goods. So I would love to see. I hope it doesn't disappoint. I hope he's like the next coming of fucking Seth Rollins or something in the ring. That'd be great. If that happens, I will be fully on board and I will be behind the hype 100%. But all the, oh, it just annoys the shit out of me. And the whole, I will say, the whole him catching Beretta on the, the rumble. Right. He's like, son of a bitch. Okay. That's funny. See, look That's at funny. you. But I also, I'm like, oh, why you gotta go copy fucking Mandy? And Otis, come on. We just had that. Come on, guys. You're better than that. You're better than that. Speaking of Otis, man, you called it, Marty. I believe Sonya's the one that sent the text message to Otis saying uh, Mandy was going to be late and then told Ziggler where to go. You called that shit last week because somebody sent the text message out. Somebody didn't know it was Ziggler. You know the crazy thing? Otis is over like Cassidy. Because when you were trying to listen to that backstage segment, you couldn't even hear Mandy saying, like, what text message? Because everybody was chanting Otis's name in the crowd. It was drowning out what they were talking about in the back, which is crazy to me. And you know what? The end of that, when he just comes out of the back, I'm like, oh, why are they going to have him creeping like that for? Oh, man. Don't don't be creeping like that. Stalker level, four to seven. Otis, I'm behind you, bro. Don't be creeping like that. Just come out, man. Don't hide. Me watching her. Now, you were to come out the back corner, that's one thing. But the fucking just peep your head out as she's right there. Like, the fact that you were there the whole time she's standing there. You know how big that damn box was to hide his big ass back there? It was a bunch of boxes, man. They built a fucking fort for him. 
it was him. He built the fort Tuck, so he could Tuck, hide in it. Tucker's like, he's back at the hotel room. That must have been the hotel room. <laughs> Tucker. Tucky. Uh, let's talk AEW from this week. And I was there in Atlanta. I tried to find official numbers, and I couldn't. That um, card sucked. Yeah, okay. Um. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't hate me. I fucking love it. It was fan. It was a great card, man. It was. It was, was pay-per-view quality. Almost. Well, almost everything that happened on there was fantastic. The crowd started out like crazy, and I was I was excited for Atlanta crowds because we usually get there late. Not we, as in me, people I'm with, like Atlanta the themselves. Audience. Yeah, usually get there late. They were there, chanting and singing and everything before the show even started. And AEW show, you know, I go to Raw and SmackDown when it comes here. Dynamite just moved like. I was impressed with the production of everything and how the show flowed as far as, you know, WWE. It seems like every 10 minutes there's a fucking video package playing up on screen for commercials and all that. It was hard to tell when Dynamite went to commercial. They didn't turn the lights out. They didn't turn the video boards off like WWE does. They kept wrestling through the commercials. It was more like a pay-per-view. There was barely any uh, promos and shit like that. It was just bam, bam, action, action, action. And I loved it. We were sitting up. Uh, we had sweet tickets because my wife's friend, I think I talked about this last week, got it. And food and alcohol was free. And I drank a little bit too much. So by the if time you Cody. Wanna, if you want to talk ratings real quick, 893 to 794. Oh, I meant numbers as far as um, how many people showed up. Oh, there. At, at State Farm Arena. Because it seemed like. You know, I was at All In. It wasn't that many people, like All In was, but it wasn't far off. Like, it was a lot of fucking people in that crowd. The entire lower bowl was full, even the hard side of the camera. People were in the suite sections. And the um, I don't think there's a 300 section. I think it's a 200 that goes up. And probably 50% of that was full from what I was looking at. I mean, there was a lot of people there. And they didn't have a lot of it uh, roped off either. As far as for the set and all that. I mean, the set was good. Like, this is the first time either one of us have seen Dynamite, like, in person. So, to compare it to WWE, like, it was big time, man. And I'm I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm glad so many people showed up, too, in that big of an arena where it didn't be, it didn't look half empty. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's cool. I, I don't know when they're coming out here. That's what sucks. Personally, I feel like LA is a big market and they're not making their way here yet. So, I'm still on the, on the fence of going out to Denver. And watch the beginning of the month, um, but yeah, it's just it's like what the hell, man? We got so much wrestling out here, and you guys won't come out here. You guys keep doing these other areas. Even you guys, look how long it took them to come over to to Atlanta. Yep, you know. And, well, Cody said after the thing that they were definitely coming back to Atlanta, and I mean, can you blame them? Like it's, it's State fucking Farm home, Arena, so why not? Yeah, State Farm Arena, which is a big. You know, right next to the Omni, where the Omni used to be. Atlanta's got a lot of history in it, especially with Cody. So, And we showed up. I could see if only a couple thousand people showed up, but they damn near sold the place out. So hopefully they come back sooner rather than later. I know the NWA Crockett Cup's going to be here at the end of April, so that'll be fun. Which will be fantastic. Your you definitely want to be there. That one. He's going to become champion that night. The new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. You know, if he does, Marty Skrull, and then I go, I will have been at two of the last three NWA world title changes because I was at All In when Cody won, and then this one. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Got to hold the All In. 
or the uh, NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. He didn't let me hold it when I went to the NWA yeah. out here. I didn't ask. When I but... when I met him when I met him and Brandy, he let me hold it for the picture. I'm like, that's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hmm. Anyway, uh, speaking of what's up, you know what you don't want to do, Marty? Not be able to get it up. What that's a very true. That is true. <laughs> and the best way to do that. Is to go to bluechew.com. So, I will tell you that this episode is sponsored by Bluechew. Bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Bluechew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't even have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at a pharmacy. It just ships right to your door in discreet packaging. I know a lot of y'all out there know what discreet is because you've probably been ordering porn back when you were younger before Pornhub was a thing. So it comes in discreet packaging. It takes hold very quickly. But yeah, you could go to bluechew.com. Right now we got a special deal for all of our boot to the face listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code BOOT. It's B O O T. All you pay is the $5 shipping. Again, that is B L U E chew.com promo code BOOT to try it for free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, faster, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Do it now! Y'all can't see me doing my little thumbs up, though. How was that for our first promo read? You like how I slid that in there? That was perfect, man. Yeah, speaking of sliding it in there, let's go to Blue Chew. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's get to the rumor mill. Rumor mill? This segment is sponsored by BlueChew.com. The rumor mill. Uh, apparently, Marty Skrull is having an opportunity to work with AEW and ROH in the NWA. Is the notes that I got here. I don't know where you got that or heard that from, Marty, but is that true? Or is that well, a rumor? I, 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 I mean, it's a rumor. It's, I, I just saw an article and an interview with some people that says that he the, the potentiality of him going and working with AEW might be on the horizon. Oh, and wow. The, the fact that he's able with his with his new contract to work with NWA and New Japan, um, you know, we may be seeing that. And the, and the fact that we're seeing Ring of Honor stars or contract superstars like Jeff Cobb show up in AEW, um, there's a potential that there might be some be able, or ability for him to work over there. And if that's the case, I think that's fantastic. I don't know how much is there behind this. I hope there's more to come, and I hope that there, we get more on it. But I think if, if we get Marty Skrull to come over there, that would be fantastic. For both, for not only just him, but for both organizations as well. Yeah, you're seeing the uh, the remnants of his contract fall out. You know, we shit on it at the beginning, but if he can go work at AEW also, and like you said, he's at New Japan and NWA, his contract is way better than we were led to believe at the beginning, besides just the money and the booking aspect of it. So now he could pretty much go everywhere. As where in AEW, I think you can still work indie stuff, but you can't be on TV other places, um, except for Moxley and Jericho, because they already had something going there. So I like it. If that's true, hey, bring it on. Um, the other rumor, I saw this one as well. Paul Heyman is giving talent more leeway with promos, less scripted. Is this going to be good or bad, Marty? I think it's going to be awesome. And my question is, have we already started seeing that? Or is that something to come? 
because uh, if that's what's is already happening, then I think that there's some promos out there that have been better and they're being more legit and less scripted. And but then I, I saw that, and then we saw, I saw the promo from Charlotte Flair. And oh, like, I thought you were gonna say Becky, because no. you know I'm you know Becky's like my Becky's the goat in my eyes. But that promo was fucking trash. Like you bring a brown Kroger paper bag out there full of money. Well, first off. Get a checkbook, Becky. Like, this is 2020. Where's the debit card at? Venmo. You ever heard of Venmo? Like, you go, you carrying around thousands of dollars of cash in a big-ass paper brown bag that somebody can just come snatch from you, little bitty ass? Come on, Becky. Get with it. It's 2020. Goddamn cash. I'm th- but the, the point of the promo was good. But whoever was like, yeah, you should fill a bag up with cash and throw it on the ground. Like, that person needs their ass whooped. And if she did that because Paul Heyman's giving her leeway, then guess what? She's right back on the leash, and we're not letting you do whatever you want anymore because that was stupid. Yeah, I don't think that was – I think that one had some more more behind it. More production. Doing, yeah. Um, just like I feel like we talked about earlier, Charlotte Flair, I think her promo was somewhat scripted. And actually, well, I'll say it's a, I think it's a lot scripted. And I feel like she's just so – and, and if, if it's not – I feel like she's just so used to that robotic script that that's why she still comes off the way she does. I don't think she knows how to vary and change that up and that tempo of the of it at all. Because even when she's a face, it comes off the exact same way as it does when she's a heel. Uh, she's just not as abrupt or in your face to the fans when she's a face. Um, but no, I think that we've seen some people. I think like Seth Rollins, I think some of his promos have become less scripted. Um, but I think if you continue to go that path and you give it to those stars who are proven to be somebody that they can hold their own, I think that that's fantastic. I think that's what WWE has been missing is that you look at all these other organizations, whether it's new Japan or ring of honor or AEW, you know, even impact on some of their promos, you can tell that they're allowing their superstars to do what they want for the most part, but they're not scripting it. And that's why the promos that, that are coming on, other organizations come off not just more fluid, but they come off more real. And when the the promos are real, you're easier to get behind them and believe what they're saying and buy into it more emotionally because it means something rather than listening to a robot and you know let that that machine repeat what's written on the paper. I I listened to uh, Britt Baker on commentary this week. She was good. Um, I don't know what this thing with her and Shivani is. Like, she says she's protecting Shivani from Shanna after she talks shit to him. But there was a point in the match where um, something happened to, like, somebody's throat. And they were like, Dr. Baker, can you tell us about that? And she was like, I don't specialize in that part of the anatomy. Like, I'm an oral surgeon. So when stuff starts happening to their teeth, you can let me know. I don't know. It just came off, like, so smart-assy. And natural, as opposed to how she was a month ago. I still don't like her wrestling, but she's been really good on the mic lately. Um, we talked about Paul Heyman. Can I just say Bruce Pritchard sucks? Yeah, by all means, go on ahead. SmackDown has been awful. And all these people that sweat everything that Conrad touches, including the Bruce Pritchard show, and they swore up and down that Pritchard was going to save SmackDown... They've been quiet as damn church mice lately because SmackDown has been the worst wrestling show on television. That includes Impact, that includes NWA, 
NXT, AEW, Raw, uh, MLW, like anything I watch on TV is better than what SmackDown has been the last like four. Dare say since this time last year around WrestleMania, right around the time, and I'm not saying it's because she left, but right around the time Becky left, SmackDown went to shit. Yeah, and, and I mean, even look at the biggest star on on SmackDown, and even you don't see Roman Reigns coming out there and you know controlling the show and doing anything for the show. I love Roman, but they have really utilized him as a mid card talent, um, which is what people wanted. And now exactly, exactly, and we've been saying that even for a long time. Even when he left, um, when he got injured, when when he got put to the back. You know, people wanted him, his head, they wanted him off the card, all this shit. And then we saw back then, you take Roman off it, the card gets significantly worse. Roman being solidified in that mid-card with Baron Corbin, it doesn't do nothing for the for the show. Like, it's it's making it a very, an easy show to watch because I spend most of my time fast-forwarding through it. And just getting through matches. Because by the time I get to watch SmackDown, it's usually Saturday night. And I'm trying to get you know show prep done and just notes for the for the morning. And I'm most stuff, if it's not going to hold my attention, I just fast forward it through the match. And just finish it out. Um, because, it, yeah, the, the from the promos, the production, the, the matches they're putting together, it's nowhere the caliber was six months ago. We were talking six months ago that SmackDown was the biggest show for wrestling in the industry. Like, it had gone far and above. There's a reason why they put um, Michael Cole and Corey Graves on SmackDown. Not just because it's on Fox and because that's who they wanted, but because it was becoming the biggest show. It was the best show. It was the brand. Because even when Michael Cole and Corey Graves were on Raw, SmackDown was still outperforming what Raw was doing, and we were talking on a weekly basis how SmackDown is the better show, not just wrestling, but for storyline-wise. And now it's a complete opposite, to the point where SmackDown isn't even as entertaining as NXT right now. Well, NXT, to me, is the best show on TV. And AEW's creeping up there, too, and Raw's been really good. But SmackDown's just being left in the dust compared to everything else. Uh, Speaking of SmackDown... You said you were fast forwarding. Did you see all these glitches that kept happening? Yeah, I every time I saw it, because um, it happened. I know it. Yeah, it happened a few different. I saw it, I think three times it happened, and each time it, it happened, I thought like we were going to get something with the fiend or the fire firefly funhouse or something was coming through. But no, it was just a glitch with the broadcast. No, it's something. Somebody's oh, okay. going to debut. Somebody's going to come back. Uh, people are speculating online that it's going to be Killer Cross. Which I, you know, I watched him in Impact and I know he was big on the indie scene. But do you think he's, you know, not a lot of people come straight into the company and bypass NXT. AJ Styles did it. I think he's the only one, the only one, if I'm correct. Killer Cross is not AJ Styles. Not uh, any And level. that's no disrespect to him. You know what I mean? But as no. far as name value goes, he's not AJ Styles. That's what it is right there. It's not not so much talent-wise, but it's the name that he brings. And when you look at the WWE crowd, there a lot of people know who AJ Styles is. They just do. Um, even even like Samoa Joe and Balor, you know, they came through NXT. Um, most people on the roster, the only I think the only two people that you can look at that over the last six years 
that have come main rostered immediately, AJ Styles and Ronda Rousey. And look at that, and it's the name behind it, the reason why they're able to do that. Um, I mean, Killer Cross has got a, a big name behind him, and he's got talent there, and he's been around for a while. But I don't think he brings the clout with him to where he pops up on and on on the main roster show, and everyone knows who he is or are behind him. I think we get the, his his introduction, and we get a, a blank stare of like what's going on, and then it clicks. And those who are hardcore fans will get it, but those who are not won't. They would have to do it at like a Royal Rumble or a WrestleMania or a one of the travel destinations that the hardcore fans frequent or after, you know, the raw after mania where everybody there is entrenched in pro wrestling. They can't just do it on a random episode of SmackDown in fucking Wichita. Because no. it's going to be quiet as shit in there. Well, and if that's the case, if those glitches are something to lead to something else, then it just reminds me, you know, Countdown and 2099, and that's what we see. And then we see Jericho pop up. And nobody, I mean, you didn't know what was going on. We didn't sure if that was going to be him or not. For the most part, a lot of, people, a lot of us thought it was. But when he popped, when, he, when that countdown went to zero, his music popped. That place went nuts because of the name that it came with him and the fact that he was pop- coming out to The Rock, you know? And that was big, whereas, like you said, it needs to be on something on a, on a much higher stage than a house show or a Raw or SmackDown in Wichita, Kansas. And then look who AJ debuted against. Came out as number two against Roman Reigns in the Rumble. In Orlando, like everything was set up perfectly for AJ to get the biggest reaction he could, and, and, and he's ran hell, with it since he then. Did. Absolutely, yeah. So they they can't just set up cross to fail, or else that will uh that won't go over well. Speaking of going over, we talked about me going to New Japan here in Atlanta, and the only thing I left, came away with excited about was the fact that my third favorite tag team. We're now IWGP Tag Champions again. And I don't even think I've wiped my ass twice since that happened. And they've already lost the belts. I don't know where that analogy came from. I was just basically trying to tell you that. It hey, man, just run with it. Run with it like AJ. Run with that shit. <laughs> don't, don't go back. Don't hesitate. Don't rethink it. Don't overthink it. Don't overanalyze that shit. Just run with that shit like you got a football. Sometimes you say stuff without thinking and it just comes out and you're like, what the fuck was that? And that was one of those times. So hopefully nobody hears that and like makes a hashtag of it or something. Oh, line it up. Uh, no. Yeah. They, uh, this week. Uh, did I even say who they lost to? You did not say it yet, but I was about to. So they Damn lose it. the titles. You're a new Japan and, guy. And they couldn't have lost it to a more deserving talent on the roster. They're not even a team. They're not, but they're the talent though deserves the titles, and what they're going to do. Can I say something real quick before you do that? Yeah, this is why I hate wrestling fans. Because if this was WWE, oh my god, just two guys thrown together, but Tanahashi and Ibushi get thrown together, and they can't be more deserved. Not you, but you know, this is what everybody's going to be saying. So go ahead. Well, I mean, you know, we saw Rollins and we see Buddy Murphy as tag team champions and nobody's complaining about that. Yeah, but I mean, uh, Seth Rollins is the best wrestler in the world right now. Like, he could, he could have won that shit by himself. 
Well, I mean, he lost the titles by himself, so I don't know if he could win them by himself. Um, no, man, but we get Tanahashi and we get Kota Ibushi. Like what? Nothing. Say that shit. It'll, come through. It'll come through on the broadcast. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> beat G.O.D., get the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Uh, that's awesome, man. I think it's fresh because it's better than fucking seeing Finn Juke for the titles. That's for damn sure. Why can't we obviously just hold the titles. What? Because they fucking had titles for over a year. So what? It's okay to let them have some different titles, some other stuff. Just saying. What are they going to do now? They're going to fight for the titles. They're going to be chasing. They're going to be dominant. Here's the thing: they need to change stuff up. They who, who knows? Maybe it's time for Tama to go on his little own for a little bit. Who knows? Maybe Tama goes and fights fucking Juice Robinson and goes for the, the championship. I don't know. Either way, it's fresh because it's a team that we haven't seen fight for the tag teams. For some reason, we're not getting Evil and Sonata right now because they keep splitting those motherfuckers up. Right now, I mean, so I think Evil, I think he fought this week. I, I don't know if he won or if he defended because uh, they, they had two pay-per-views this week back-to-back. I didn't get a chance to watch either one of them. Um, but so, Evil is, is, is was going up for the six-man Robert tag Custer's team champions. disappointed in you right now. Dude, I fucking worked on, and I, I just didn't watch those, man. Come on, I watch the big events, then they're live, and then the other ones I catch up on on my days off. You know when um, people stand and they look at you real like disappointed with their hands on their hips. That's how Robert's looking at whatever device he's listening to this podcast right now. Just like, fuck Marty, I depend on you for my New Japan coverage. I'm sorry, Robert. I apologize. I don't know what happened there. Won't let it happen again. Um. <laughs> uh, but no, like right now we got Evil and Sonata kind of separated, even though they're still part of the same faction. Um, they kind of they haven't really been tag teaming much together for a while now. I mean, we've only seen like one time in the last like couple months, uh, not too much. And then obviously Finn Juice is another tag team ragtag shit put together. Um, but I don't know. I it, it just Robson. <laughs> just Robson annoys the shit out of me. So it just gives us something a little bit different to watch, and I think that. When you, if you're not going to put Ibushi and Tanahashi in the main title hunt, um, you got to do something with them. And I don't, I don't, I wouldn't even be bad to see either one of them go for the IC championship. Um, but right now, this gives them a good transition. It gets them to do this. Let's, how you know, I wouldn't even see, wouldn't mind seeing them hold the titles for a while. Maybe even until they go to Dominion and hold those titles until then. Um, but I think it's something fresh. It's something new. I like it. I'm behind it, and we'll see what happens with Tama and and um, and with the, with with them holding the titles for a little while. Uh, Dominion, you think maybe Ibushi and his new partner versus Omega and his new partner? No. Why not? That's too long away, man. That's six months from now. So what? Actual five, four months now. Um, I don't know. I, I don't see Hangman Page, and I don't see Kenny Omega still being together then. What if... Oh, never mind. I won't get into my fantasy book, and then I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this idea. What if Omega and Page left the Elite together? Like, you could see a little tension with Omega's face when the Young Bucks ran out to, like, pick him up. He's like, what the fuck are y'all doing here? And yeah. then Page was just kind of like, man, fuck this. I'm out of here. But Omega did look kind of annoyed. Like, you think... You think maybe he's starting to see things Hangman's way? Did you see Hangman with his new uh, toy release this week? Yes. 
Wait, he, he's like, here's my new toy. And he scrolls over and he's got the young bucks laid out and he's standing there with his little fucking rope around his neck. Um, is there a weight limit for the never open weight championship? I know it's a dumb question. I don't think there is. So is it the, uh, which title is Osprey always going after? Um, well, Osprey right now, I think he's the never open weight champion right now isn't that the little guy title the no that's the iwgp junior heavyweight champion junior heavyweight okay there we go <laughs> what if tomatonga did like a matt hardy thing and went on like a diet and was always wearing like sweatsuits and shit trying to cut weight and got the junior heavyweight championship i think he would if they gave him a role like that because tomatonga is hilarious like he He's... can be a he can be an ass kicker but he is funny as hell and the fact that now he's like told everyone he's done with the fucking bullshit with uh, um, fucking Enzo Mori. He's like, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm done having fun with that shit. It's it's over with. I'm, I'm tired of it now. Uh, I, he's dude, I love Tom. He's just fucking fantastic. Yeah, Everything he, he does in the ring good. on he's the really mic. Good in the ring too. Oh, dude, he's yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the yeah, those promos like that would be fucking fantastic, and hilarious. Uh, before we get to. I guess I can I can talk about it when we get to the Revolution preview. So let's talk about Super Showdown. Uh, you got the matches. We will we will do quick predictions on it because again nobody really gives a fuck about it except for Marty. But we outvote him two to one. Man, we got this match is covered with your favorite stars. The Think new he's day. gonna be there. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, King Corbin. Uh, you want to name two matches though? Andrade, Naomi, yeah, and I know, and the Street Profits, man. I mean, this this why this does card sound is, like a good? You've talked me into it. I'll watch I mean, it this weekend. fuck, dude. So okay, we got seven matches here. We'll run through it really quick. We got the steel cage match for Corbin Reigns seventy five. Roman, uh, thank you. That's I mean, it's it's it writes <laughs> itself. Um, sing or right, the gauntlet that cage match, match which, on Wednesday was so good. The, oh, dude, that oh, fucking Cody Rhodes, man, he's the fucking shit. Cody's a goddamn star. He does, he does not fucking care. He will do what's necessary to make shit happen. Cody is such I a star. Love it. Okay, like, he just, he. I, I saw a, a a poll the other day, and it was like I can't word it correctly, but it's like what is the one thing that a superstar does in wrestling right now that they shouldn't be able to do, but they're doing. And it was like Becky talking about a big match. Um, I can't think of the other two, but one of them was the fact that Cody can book Cody to win and the crowd doesn't fault him for it. Because, you know, Triple H. Every time Triple H wins, people bitch about it, like me. But Cody's able to still win big-time matches and nobody get. He just he does everything right. Well, at the same time, Cody doesn't shove his wins in your face either. I mean, there's a reason why he gets some losses. There's a reason why he gets draws. He's not booking the rest of the roster like that. You know, and that's why Cody just stands up above everyone now. And that's why Cody is the fucking elite. Um, so his entrance was so loud. Like, it, 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 I said earlier, it reminded me of All In. Just the energy for him when we knew he was coming out. And Jericho, too. Jericho, you know, I talk shit about Jericho just to fuck with the fans or whatnot. But Jericho's intro, when the whole crowd is singing it after the song goes, to be there while it was happening, was I was in the bathroom. Because I was like, I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick. Because I was drinking a lot. And Moxley was still coming down. 
And as I'm like, you know, shaking and washing my hands, I hear, what have I become? I'm like, no. And I come tearing down the aisleway again to get back to my seat to hear the end of the song. It was it was fun. Jericho's go to AEW. Go, Jericho's fucking the shit. I love Jericho. But, Cody, that in, is there ever been a star that the WWE has dropped the ball with more than Cody Rhodes? Like, Cody hasn't changed. He's the same person he was at yeah, WWE. Changed. He was fucking Stardust. Well, oh, he was well, dashing Cody Rhodes. That's he wore that damn face protector when he broke his like he's changed a lot i but he he's the same star though like he had that he had that potential then but they held him back that's what i mean like you know he didn't just pick up that that star power when he left they didn't give him a chance to do what he exactly but it doesn't work with everybody i mean you got to think like vince here's people or whoever wwe management's in charge triple h they hear people all the time hey man just let me let me do something on my own how many times has it not worked you know what I mean? Like I they can't let everybody just run with it. But when but Cody I mean, Rhodes, this guy's Dusty that Rhodes they should son. have given up Ex- exactly. Thank you. <laughs> like, right there. If like, there's one motherfucker you should let try something, especially with what he did with Stardust and dashing Cody Rhodes, and like I said, when he was wearing the little uh, nose broken guard. thing and the mustache, like a fucking every, mustache <laughs> legacy. Like I mean, everything oh, they I gave him about the mustache. Yeah, everything they gave him, the guy put it all into it. So. I don't know. You're, you're absolutely right, but I mean, people hate on WWE for it. They should really be thanking them because had they not done this, we wouldn't, wouldn't even have AEW. Because the Young Bucks wouldn't have got AEW by themselves without Cody. Absolutely not. They'd still be in New Japan. Um, okay, so back to the card. Um, Steel Cage match. We got that. We have a gauntlet match. AJ Styles. Andrade's making his return. Bobby Lashley. Eric Rowan. R Truth. And Rusev. Is it for the title? This is for the two week trophy. Oh. Uh hmm. I'm gonna go Bobby Lashley. It's still Black History Month. See, I I think it's gonna be Rusev. Um just because I think Rusev can get the bump from here and it's something that really doesn't mean nothing. Uh but I would I really wanna see R Truth win this. He just it's a gauntlet match and he just snakes by. Could you imagine what he would call that trophy on Monday Night Raw the next week? Like, my goodness! <laughs> I mean, it'd be the first time that the, the fucking titles. I mean, they still call the uh, OC the greatest team, tag team champions ever. He probably um, wouldn't even be allowed back in Saudi Arabia after he butchers the name of that trophy. He might want to uh, wait till he gets back over here to say something. About it. it would be fantastic, but I want. I would love to see our truth win it. He does everything coming his way. Like they should, give, they should let him do everything. Um, I, I I can see them giving to AJ because oh, AJ. It. But we I think it's have time to talk about the Bella Twins. But we'll do that next week. We'll, we'll get to that, man. We ain't done yet. We got fucking time. We got time. Um, so I, I don't know. I got you. Got you said Bobby. Yeah, I got Lashley. Damn it, Bobby. Uh, yeah. We got the <clears throat> SmackDown tag team titles. We have the New Day versus Miz and Morrison. <laughs> You think I'm about to pick Miz and Morrison in February versus the New Day? <laughs> Shit. Hell no. <laughs> oh, I got New Day winning also. I hope Raw tag team uh, titles. Real quick, I hope New Day and Usos wrestle each other without no no gauntlet match, no elimination match. Just New Day versus Usos at WrestleMania. Let the two best tag teams in the company fight each other in for the, the tag titles and steal the, the damn world. show. Because in the world. I was on the elliptical yesterday watching 
the New Day and Usos Hell in the Cell match. And I forgot how good their feud was a couple years ago. And that match was brutal. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just think they, I think they would tear it up. Just in the middle of the card, New Day and the Usos. Let us have that. Give us what we want. <laughs> uh, we got the Smack uh, Raw Tag Team Championships. Rollins and Murphy versus the Street Profits. I mean... I can't not pick the Street Profits, but I don't think they're going to win. But I'm picking the Street Profits. I, I'm thinking they are going to win. I think the Profits get it right here. I think I don't think you get it. T- what they what they can do with that tag team championship would be fucking fantastic. Yeah, but they, they do they even allow red cups in Saudi Arabia? Could you imagine the Street Profits jumping on top of them people's recliners and shit, celebrating in the crowd with little Saudi kids and things like that? It'd be cool. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Um. SmackDown Women's Bailey versus now Naomi. Uh, the crowd wins in this one. <laughs> they got bright futures behind them. Bailey, because Bailey's okay. gonna fight Sasha at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's the way. That's kind of the, the route I'm going there too. I'm sorry, Bailey's um, gonna fight Sasha, Sasha at WrestleMania. Bailey versus Sasha. Sasha. Damn it, Walker. Um, WWE Championship. We have Brock Lesnar versus the one and only Ricochet. Is Ricochet going to last longer than Kofi Kingston? That's the real question. That's going to be... I think he's going to. That's fucked up. Yeah, I like Ricochet, but that's fucked up. Um, I mean, Ricochet's mixed, so I don't have to pick him for Black History Month. So I kind of get a leeway on this one. And I'm going to pick the Beast Incarnate. Yeah, I don't think Brock's dropping it here. Yeah, uh, something's telling me he's not going to lose to Ricochet in Saudi Arabia before <laughs> WrestleMania. Call me crazy. Um, <laughs> the last match of the night. Or I don't know if it's last match of the night, but Universal Championship. Uh, has it always been called the WWE Universal Championship, or was it just Universal Championship? It's WWE Universal Championship. Oh, I thought it was just a Universal Championship. I mean, they just call it the I mean, the official title is the WWE Universal Champion. We got the Fiend versus Goldberg. Ah, uh, Goldberg's gonna be the first person to hold the blue and the red titles. Goldberg. Goldberg. I'm picking the Fiend. Man. Goldberg's not gonna win. I'm picking the Fiend. I think Goldberg is gonna win. I don't want him to, but I think he's going to. <laughs> That'd be trash. That'd be so tragic. <laughs> oh. oh my yeah. god. I might not have to watch it. Like if my phone just blows up about three o'clock on Thursday when I'm driving home from work, I already know what happened. Yep, so that's uh Super Showdown. Let's get into the other pay per view happening this week. Coming from AEW. We we didn't uh, talk about this while you while you pulled that up. AEW released a video of their new toy line coming out. I don't know if you're in the fit. Well, clearly you're in the figures, Marty. Look behind you. But you know, I collect my favorites. I don't collect all the the stuff that's really sought after. Although this week I did find a Cassius Ono and a page which people have been having trouble finding. So hit me up. I uh no dude that's fantastic I love it the 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 first five that are gonna be released I can see myself picking up all five of those um I like even the Jericho one with the jacket and the hat dude that looks seriously fantastic 
and even then your boy even, MJF's toy looks good with the scarf. Well, and then and in the that. second tier, even with Moxie, with the whole he has this like removable vest and everything too. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean Cody with the oh, dude, it's good. This line is gonna be. I love this line. It's gonna be awesome. Um, we didn't talk about this either. Real quick to double back, I think that um, Statliner versus Shanna was the best women's match AEW's had since they've been a thing. And I don't think a lot of people were talking about that. And I, at first I was thinking, well, maybe it's just because I was there. But I watched it back on TV. And that little ending sequence, I don't even know what Statliner's finishing move is called. But that shit was dope. She kind of gave her like a little faux stunner. And then as she was falling forward, she caught her on her shoulder with one hand. And just like piled. Like that match was, they need more of that in their women's division. Yeah, no, it was a really solid match. I enjoyed it. Um, AEW Revolution. As of right now, we have four matches on the card. Obviously, we have another episode of Dynamite before then, so I'm sure they'll announce one or two more matches. I'm guessing probably a women's match will be on there as well. Uh, but as of right now, we got four matches. We have a singles match between Jake Hager and Dustin Rhodes. Has uh, Hager had a match since he's been there? No, he hasn't. He's just there yeah. with a soccer shirt on. Yeah, um, I think Hager gets the win here. I'm gonna go with the old man. Dustin I mean, Hager. he's got a action figure coming out. Like he's damn the Booker's brother. Like he can't lose. Come on, man! What kind of nepotism is that? If you make your brother lose, what kind of favoritism is that by having him win? The good kind. Anyways, the guy's over. I, I can go. I can go either way. I'm just going with them trying to build Hager up as this unstoppable force who hasn't had a match yet. I think that Dustin puts him over. Um, we got a tag team match, World AEW World Tag Team Championships. We got the winners of the of the Battle Royal, the Young Bucks, facing off against their elite partners, Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page. I'm going with Omega Cowboys. Uh, I think the Bucks win. I hope not. I don't want them to win yet either, but I feel like the Bucks win. I think we're going to get some fallout between Omega and Paige. Uh, actually, you know what? No. No. I'll take that. Wait, no. Pac is fighting Omega this week on Dynamite, correct? Who? Pac is fighting Omega on Dynamite on Wednesday. Oh, I don't know. Is I think he, he is. So I'm yeah I'm sticking I'm sticking with the Bucks. You got Omega Cowboys. We got stinks a singles match, Cody versus MJF. I mean I know who's gonna win, but I'm not picking them because I don't like them. So I'm picking Cody. I hope MJF doesn't fucking win this match. But he's the best heel in the game, Marty. I mean you can entertain that. Um, You're WWE. AEW World Championship. WWE Mark these nuts. Yeah, WWE Mark and the guys fighting for the AEW World Championship are WWE guys. <laughs> From the WWE. So let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about that real quick. Choke on that slap nuts. Oh man, Chris Jericho versus John Moxley. I think this is going to be a fantastic match. <laughs> I think it's the biggest damn star in the company is from the WWE. 
And the champion is from WWE. The champion is Mr. WWE himself. Oh, my God. Everybody from backstage is WWE. Arn Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny. I never even thought about that until you said that. That's hilarious. I I, I think that Jericho finally gets dethroned and we get a new world champion. You think what? Moxley gets the championship. Okay. I thought you uh, said Jericho gets the win. No, I said Jericho's going to finally get dethroned as champion Ah. and Moxley gets the win. Yeah, I could see that. Um, uh, Yeah, I'll pick pick Moxley. I've been picking against Jericho every other time. Might as well keep picking against him and he'll keep the belt. That works. He is the longest reigning champion in the history of AEW. Damn straight. Their uh, longest our... reigning women's champion lost the other week. To, uh, not so good. They need to put the belt on better people in the women's division. Give it the stat line. It's going to happen. Give it to Shanna. Give it to Sadie Gibbs. Give it to... Uh, bring B Priestley back. I like B Priestley. She's really good. You got all these women wrestlers that could do well, and they keep putting the title on these people that can't wrestle or cut a promo. But, you know, we don't want to talk about this because we'll get in trouble for... People can't take criticism without you being something else about it. It has nothing to do with it. I just don't like the way she wrestles or talks. I don't like her promos. I did like a Big Swole coming out there, though. I like mm-hmm. Big Swole. Right. I don't know why. The fact that she's like five foot two and one hundred ten pounds. She reminds me of the Beast from uh, yeah, Women of Wrestling. Only like like a smaller version. Only of her. a pocket version of the Beast. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I like her though. She's cool. Yeah. Um, and that's AEW Revolution. So uh, you wanted to mention something else before we go tonight? Let's talk about our new Hall of Famers. Man, let me tell you something. It's amazing to me how I'm trying to think of how I got so much I want to say in it. I don't want it all to come out at once <laughs> what exactly is the point of the Bella Twins hate I, I, I posted it's, that yesterday it's, it's it, no different than the Roman Reigns hate and here's I the mean, thing people are hating on them being in the Hall of Fame because they're going strictly off of wrestling talent they're not being brought in because of wrestling talent. They're being brought in because of what they do for the industry, what they did for the organization, and what they what they did for the for the women's revolution. Let's be honest; they were the the last divas to transition over to the women's revolution. Nikki Bella was the last divas champion before Charlotte beat her, and then it was renamed to the women to the women's championship. Um, they were that transition, and they they were the last. Yes, they started off as like valets and they became wrestling champions um and not only that but they elevated the women's division not maybe not by wrestling but let's be honest they put the women's division in the forefront and and in the the eyes of everybody else outside of wrestling people were tuning in are tuning into wrestling now because of what they did for the business by putting total divas out there which was basically because of them and by total bellas you got a totally different demographic of of of, of um, viewers to come to the product, 
and that's what's elevating it. And then you get more people wanting to watch wrestling, and then they elevate and you know evolve to the or to what we have in the women's division now. There's a reason why we have what they have, and they deserve it for what they've done for the business, not because of their wrestling ability. And get we've talked about multiple times. Nikki Bella has become became a fantastic superstar before she got hurt and left. Um, and she was on the rise. If she would have got one more title run before she retired, I think it would, I think it would have been well deserved, and she she would have been great with it. Um, heels and faces, there's it doesn't matter. The pop that those two get is louder than most women on the roster. That's louder than most talent on the roster get today. I mean, there ain't much more I can add to that, but I'll try. Um, it's been brought into question their wrestling ability. And then it's always brought up about Brie Bella and Liv Morgan or Brie Bella messing up a dive. Okay. If you wrestle enough times, you're going to mess up. Like everybody that's hating on her can't go out there and do it. Um, like I said, like I told Joe yesterday, tell me how come nobody's calling Seth Rollins a horrible wrestler. This man broke, put John Cena's nose over by his ear. He hurt. Uh, he, he retired Sting. Retired Sting. Who else did he hurt? He hurt a couple people. There, like, there was somebody else in between Sting and Cena. There was yeah. someone else right before Sting. It was like all in a row. Seth Rollins was hurting people. Nobody calls him a bad wrestler. Is it because she's a hot, attractive woman? Are we going? Are we going that route? Is that what it was? people were jealous because of that? And then they always want to bring up who she's sleeping with. Guess what? Nikki Bella and Brie Bella both were huge well before John Cena and Daniel Bryan came into the picture. Now, they got better at wrestling afterwards, but the name the Bella Twins was already huge well before that happened. Matter of fact, they weren't even in the WWE anymore when their names were the biggest. They had left the company and came back, and then all that stuff started happening with Bryan and Cena and the whole nine. And people were clamoring, well, how come AJ Lee's not in? Guess what? Nikki Bella was better than AJ Lee. Hate to break it to you. Name me a good AJ Lee match or feud. Boy, that damn her and uh her and Caitlin, boy, they sure tore the house down for their little four month feud. Let me tell you, those is match of the year candidates right there. Her and Paige was okay. You wanna you don't wanna you wanna know her best feud was? When team AJ faced off against another team. Team oh, Nikki? that's right. It was Team Bella. That's right. At WrestleMania, right. and they didn't even wrestle? That's right. Oh, and they had Ava Marie on that, too. <laughs> that was nice to watch. And I, it's like to throw shade at AJ Lee. It's just one of the names that have been brought up, like, right. that the internet loves because she's married to CM Punk. So you hate one because of who she was in love with, or two because of who they were in love with, but you praise and put on a pedestal the other one because she's And let's talk about to. that for a second. Like, the fact that, that they keep throwing Cena and Bryan out there. But let's get something straight. Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, CM Punk. Looks like you have a pretty damn good roster of talent that somebody else was following her entire career. Not to include Big E was there by her side also. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I, just, I don't get the hate. Um, like I said, they were huge stars. It's the WWE Hall of Fame. It's not the fucking Cauliflower Alley Club where it's all in-ring talent. This is this is Vince saying, who's made me enough money to where I want to give them a contract and give them an award? And they did that. I don't see the problem. 
Yeah. I don't either. People. And so with that, don't at me, Joe. I don't need no videos on what you think about the Bella Twins being in or out of the Hall of Fame. I really don't care at this moment. Because it doesn't matter. Because they are Hall of Famers. You can look, but you can't touch. That's why everybody don't like them. Because you can't touch them. Little perverts. A bunch of Otises creeping behind the Bella Twins. <laughs> hiding behind boxes and shit. Get over behind that box. Go watch her in the Hall of Fame. We got to get out of here. This has been Boot to the Face episode number 73. Marty, you got anything you want to say before we leave? I don't. It's going to be a damn good week. It's going to be a lot of wrestling for us ahead of time. Two pay-per-views. Not to forget. We'll have a lot to talk about next Sunday. For Marty Vasquez, I'm Chris Roker. Bluetooth.com. Promo code BOOT. This has been episode 73. Peace. Later.